Hey guys, the Barracuda 57 here. This is going to be my last video for a while because um, I'm going back to uni uh, or college, however you want me to put it. So I won't be making one for some time, probably in the summer, late spring. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do this video on depression, anger, and love, and all the kind of stages that we go through and all of these stages I've undergone I've analyzed the stages that I've gone through and how I've thought and how I processed within each so I'm gonna kinda of break down kind of like the use of the functions within each of these stages these are common stages that we all have or very strong emotional stages that everyone has in any type but I'm gonna try and help you guys out who think they might be INFJ or who are INFJ and just to help you out again like I always do with my videos again the three different sections will be depression anger and love when I was really young um, I first underwent depression uh, when I was in preschool this is kind of just before this is when you're very young kind of toddler child kind of age six or eight years old just before you know you go into the school before college or well we, we call it secondary school um, but it's just basically elementary school I think that's what it's called in um, other countries um, yeah I went through very bad depression I was bullied a lot um, because I was weird and I functioned differently so I was often called freak weirdo strange unique different you know all those things so I often got that quite a lot and I don't know you f you feel really isolated you feel really detached from everyone else you feel disembodied and you kind of put yourself into a cocoon um, I recently had a depression two years ago I don't have clinical depression um, but I had a really bad depressional stage in my first year at university so I'm gonna talk about that a lot more than when I was young because I don't really remember much from when I was young um, so yeah when I was at university I was finishing my very first year of landscape design or landscape architecture and um, that's not gardening by the way just to make a note of that one and I had a lot of work to do I didn't really know what I was doing and we had a lot thrown at us and seeing as we're a type that thinks a lot and kind of processes all the different outcomes all the different connections of something um, my mind just exploded with a hundred different answers and I was struggling a lot um, I started well I was stressing about work and work became my first priority and I wanted to get it done and I wanted to I had this image in my head that I wanted to make this piece of work perfect and I wanted to fully complete it and no one was going to stop me and I was going to figure out my own way of doing it. It was a bit stubborn because I wasn't asking for help because I didn't want to cause any conflict or I didn't want to ask for help because I just felt like I'd be bothering someone else so again that was just me being stubborn. But basically I just kept to myself, I kind of started to shut myself away from my friends, I started eating less, I didn't go to the gym, I didn't exercise a lot, 
and I just basically started to cocoon myself and I just kind of started thinking everything and everyone was against me. <clears throat> I was just digging myself into a hole and it was just getting deeper and deeper and it was getting darker and darker. And I started thinking really bad thoughts and thinking everything that I do in life has to be done by me alone and I'm the only one that can do it and no one else can help me. Don't think like that. If you're in a depressional stage at this point, do not think like that. The thing is, when we're in a depressed state, our introverted intuition and our introverted thinking goes into overdrive. We think that everything that we feel is correct, even though actually, in the logical sense, it probably isn't. The thing is, you create your own world. Everyone has a different perception of what the world is and everyone sees the world differently you create your own reality and just because you think you're isolated and just because you think that no one can help you doesn't mean that's the case only you're doing that only you you're fooling yourself into thinking that no one can help you into thinking that you can't help yourself this is the first time I ever had it and it, I was just I was so convinced that I couldn't get out of it <coughs> I couldn't I just didn't want to do anything and I just felt like everything I was doing for the was for the sake of doing stuff. Again, this hits our authenticity kind of mentality, our kind of originality mentality, and kind of our kind of, just our way of thinking, really. We really want to be authentic, so when we're depressed, we think that every little thing that we do is for the sake of doing stuff. And to a degree, yes, but I mean, your intuition and your thinking are completely wrong when you're depressed. You don't have any kind of clarity of what you're doing or what you're thinking or what you're saying. And everything isn't as lucid and everything isn't as clear as it was before. Your mind is kind of clouded with darkness and only you can get yourself out of it. The only way I got out of it in the end was I started doing exercise. I started going to see friends even though I didn't want to see them. Because every time I went to see them, I just kept thinking, oh, I'm making them depressed because they know I'm sad and they know I'm angry and they know I'm not feeling good. So just being with them is just giving them bad vibes and bad energies and I'd rather be by myself than cause any trouble for them. Again, this is us wanting to not cause conflict and actually you're causing more conflict shutting yourself away than actually talking to your friends. And... I got myself out of it in the end and I told them I was really depressed and they had no idea and guys you have to remember that a lot of people out there are extroverts a lot of people out there are sensors and they're not intuitive they won't just go what's wrong with you you don't look good what's wrong you you feel different your energy's different they'll be like oh how are you you look a little bit off today but they won't kind of think that's depression that's what it is they'll think oh he's just having a bad day and he's been having a bad day for a week, they won't think, oh, this is depression. Tell them you have depression and then they can get you out of it. Otherwise, you're just going to be in a constant spiral that you're not going to get out. You think and you feel that you're going to get out of it, but you won't, unless you do something about it. You decide where your life goes. You decide what happens in your life. And if you're going to decide that you're going to shut yourself away and you're just going to be wrapped in darkness, that's all you're going to have until you get out of that frame of mind and you get out there and you do something. Before I went to university and when I was really young, I went through a lot of stages of anger. I had very intense emotions and because I was picked on a lot and because I, didn't, I couldn't think the same way as everyone else, 
did again because of our weirdly mixed functions I often got really angry really stressed but I'd show it passionately and emotionally with raw kind of anger and raw kind of rage and this would be shown you know in an extroverted way in a very loud way and in a very kind of like disruptive way this would this would be me shouting this would be me kind of kind of flailing hitting all these things and later I kind of was able to control it was able to dull it down and was able to kind of hold it in this was when I was really young and as I got older and I went into elementary school the school before college and university is what I mean um, there was a stage where I couldn't hold in anger anymore um, there was a stage where well, there was a bully who was new to the school and who was homeschooled. I'm not saying all homeschooled children are like this and you know I'm not saying that but I'm, he was homeschooled um, so he had quite a lot of trouble socially interacting he had quite a lot of trouble kind of getting himself out there and expressing himself he didn't talk a lot um, he was quite extroverted but he didn't talk a lot and he had this kind of really dark aura which you don't see often but if you felt a really dark aura and a dark presence on a person which you know you've never felt before and it's really strong I've only come across two in my life and I'm 20 years old this person had one of the darkest auras I've ever felt and just generally anyone that was ever near him wasn't comfortable with him basically he just gave off bad vibes you didn't feel kind of comfortable when you're near him and you're kind of on edge kind of the hairs on your back were kind of sticking up you had goose bumps or goose pimples you know it sounds really stereotypical and it sounds like I'm making this up and it's on a movie but seriously that's what it was like because he was new he got into a lot of fights which he would win because he'd get into fights with people that were weaker with him just to make himself feel better and he, well, I was at boarding school. It was not a rich boarding school. Don't think all the boarding schools in the UK and England are rich boarding schools. It was pricey, but it wasn't the most expensive. Anyway, I'm detaching from the point. Um, he was a new boarder in our boarding school. I'd been there for maybe about six years, and he was there for one year. And he was moved out of a room, out of a dorm that he was in and he was moved into our dormitory because he had a fight with one of my friends and at this stage he had fights with maybe about four different people within our year and the school was just fed up of him he was put in our, into our dormitory a dormitory of four now it had five people and again we just didn't feel comfortable and I could just feel this anger coming off him and that was that's me judging with my extroverted feeling and my introverted intuition and it was just I'd try and speak to him but he wouldn't say anything and he would just kind of bat everyone out of the way and I tried to help him but at the same time it was really hard for me to kind of help him and try and aid him and fix him because he just wouldn't talk and we just didn't feel comfortable with him I tried helping him then I walked away um, we had this really kind of narrow corridor and I brushed past him once 
early morning and he and when I hit him it wasn't because it was intentional it was because the corridor was small and it was because there wasn't a lot of space and we had to nudge past each other or we couldn't get past I was going to have a shower I nudged past him he pushed me to the ground thinking that I wanted to have a fight with him and I said alright that's it if you want to fight with me that's it I'm just going all out you've hurt my friends you've done enough I need to deal justice right now that's what I said and then I just he hit me, I hit him, and at the end of it, I'm not going to kind of go into the details of the fight, but he came out with a black eye, a bleeding nose, and was bruised. Again, I think this might be due to my kind of physique, and not really my strength and quickness, but it was over quite quickly. I did rugby, that's all I'm going to say. He didn't do anything, and he was homeschooled. Again, I'm not saying homeschool people are weaker than people who are normally schooled, I'm just saying I did rugby and he didn't do rugby. And it's just, I, oh, my extroverted feeling and my extroverted sensing went into overdrive. I completely blurred out and everything slowed down and my reactions and my kind of enforcement was quick and swift and powerful. And it was just an utter blur, I didn't know what was going on, and I think I was undergoing what we would call extroverted sensing, which is our weakest function, where we just completely blur out and we just kind of do stuff without thinking. Again, it might interlink with our extroverted feeling as well. I went underwent intense emotions and I was crying when I was doing it because I felt so sorry for hurting him and causing him pain but at the same time I was doing justice for my friends who he'd hurt a lot of people when I was younger would say oh are you bipolar what's wrong with you because every time I'd hurt someone or get into a fight with someone because I felt it was right it's a massive contradiction because when you're protecting or you're fighting for something you care about or you're really angry and you know you're using physical force rather than verbal or mental force because you're actually hurting that person at the same time you're backing up your justice and how you feel about something it's a contradiction because you're hurting that person but at the same time you're being true to yourself so often I would punch people and hurt people for justice but at the same time I'd be crying and kind of so sorry that I was hurting them so again, a lot of people thought I was bipolar, took the test, I'm not bipolar. Again, down to functions. Uh, it's so weird, our functions, it really is, but you guys know it better than anyone else. We know it better than anyone else. So, I can't really go much further in that, but I mean, for any other types who are watching this right now, that's how it is and that's how we work. Enigmas, basically. <laughs> When I was much older, at 18 years, I underwent puppy love. This is the kind of love you have. <clears throat> this is the kind of love you have when you're new to it, when you have a crush on someone, and you love them for kind of how you perceive them and how you feel about them and how they seem and how they feel, rather than who they are as a real person. Again, I haven't fully undergone what true love is really like. I thought this was true love, but apparently this was puppy love. And this is when you have a crush on someone, and you idealize them more and more, and you see them more and more, and you think, I'm seeing them more and more. Wow, 
they must mean something to me they must be special and they must be the one again when we're in love we see that person or the thing that we're in love with as perfection as nothing is better than that and that is everything that we need and everything that we want and it becomes a kind of lust a dream and seeing as we're dreamers and we're intuitives and we constantly jump from the dream world to reality if we see something that we love it becomes it kind of becomes a perfection which is crafted in the dream world and brought into reality it's basically the best I can put it again this is you using your extroverted feeling and your introverted thinking you're not using your sensing you're not using your intuition your feeling and your thinking both combine and go into overdrive and because of this you think how you feel is really the answer and actually logically it's not the answer it's you just going on raw emotion and raw passion again a lot of the things that I did was I started kind of hanging out or hanging out close to her or hanging out with her group and obviously I was a complete stranger to the group but I would do it kind of illogically and just hang out with them because you know I liked her a lot and I really wanted to be close to her and just protect her and it's funny it's because because you're in a it's weird you kind of like when you're in love you hang out in the dream world a lot more than in reality you could say that with any type possibly every type but like this they kind of enter the dream world the kind of metaphysical um, NF type of world where it's detached everything's perfect everything's amazing and when you're near her nothing can go wrong and you just feel so good you you know you just feel amazing and it's a feeling that you've never had before and the thing is you're not using your logic you're not using your intuition and you're not even sensing that much you're just basing everything you do on your feeling and your thinking now it's not to say that this is wrong but usually when people are in love they're completely fooled by it because I mean love is a drug love is an addiction and it's just it's absurd really I mean every time I was with her lots of her friends would tell me and lots of my friends would tell me Barry it's really obvious that you like this person I mean even though you don't do a lot it's just the kind of like aura you're giving off the energy you're giving off your presence is different and it's amazing because people can actually pick up when someone else is in love with another person something about them changes and not just facially but kind of the presence and the energy changes so even though I unconsciously thought that you know everything was alright it wasn't obvious a lot of people could tell when it came to it later I told her on the last day of school before university and before college how I felt about her it was on a party and I just went up to her it took so much so many so much guts for me to to do that I walked straight from one side of the party all the way to the center uh, where she was talking to a friend I asked her friend if I could just have a moment to speak to her I told her everything I told her I have these feelings for you I mean I just can't stop thinking about you and I know that you know you don't know me and I haven't met you but it just feels right and it feels 
this is the right thing to do. And she looked at me and she said, how can I love someone I don't even know? And I, I said to her, surely you feel it as well. Surely you feel the same way. I mean, just because two people care about each other but don't know each other doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, souls base how they feel on it. Souls find each other by how they feel towards each other. She said to me, you're just a stranger in my opinion and I just don't feel that way. You might feel that way of me, but if I don't know who you are then how can I, you know, love you in return? I, I nodded and I said, okay, well I'm glad I told you. And then I walked away. I was broken. I woke up after that and I kind of came out the dream world and since then I've been pretty cold. But again, I haven't really kind of experienced what true love really is. I've only experienced what puppy love really is, so who knows. But again, this is something for you to look out for, guys. I mean, your way of thinking when you're in love is very much like depression. You convince yourself that your how you feel is correct. You don't use your gut and you don't use your sensing. Your feeling overrides your thinking function, and because of that, you make decisions based on your emotions rather than based on your gut. So just be wary and just know that when you find the right one, she'll feel just the same as you or he'll feel just the same as you. And it'll be a connection which you both have and it will be something that you don't have to talk about because the connection was always there at the start. Even though you haven't met each other, you've got that connection and that's finding your twin flame and your soulmate. Whether you believe that or not, that's how I think it is. Thank you guys for watching. Please leave any comments in the section below if you related to any of these parts or if you know what true love really is or, you know, just anything to do with the video basically just to help people out and just to help, you know, INFJs out, Myers-Briggs.